Hello again. In the last episode, we started thinking about the ways our early childhood has created the us that we showed the world, as well as what version of the world is shown back to us. Today's episode is about exploring where we've been storing our emotions, why there, and then in the following episode, we will have a practice or two to begin working with the energy in your body. So I have created a Facebook group that's contents are private to non-members, but should be easy enough to find as the title is the same as this podcast. There are certain things I would just really love to show you, and I just can't do that in a podcast format. So I created a Facebook group. That way, if you would like to, you can see things that I have posted, such as my emotional body chart that we will discuss in this episode, as well as additional information from future episodes. Also, uh, feel free to ask questions in the group. If you're confused or curious about something, odds are someone else out there is wondering the same thing. And I can only teach from my experience with my own journey and those I've worked with so far. I still have more to learn and I'll share it as I find it, but feel free to kind of join in and learn along the way with me. No matter what practices you choose to do or what healing methods you work with, As you go through it, you will automatically begin the process of quantum detangling your spirit from what you don't belong to. This applies to both what you are physically experiencing in 3D and what you are energetically experiencing in 5D. This process can be as easy as stating to the energy world and your highest self what aspects of your energy you want to rebalance and return to where it belongs. The actual healing is so very, very easy. Uh, What you need to learn is how to find and face what needs to be healed. This is why I'm starting with a ton of information before we move into a few basic practices. Then I'll explain to you how to just simply state what you want from the universe. Because it really is that easy once you understand what exactly you're trying to accomplish. But if you don't understand where to take what you find, The actual ability isn't that useful. Before you really start looking into your emotions and start breaking it down, I want to take a second and just, I just really want you to hear what I'm going to tell you. If you accept it, I hope that you hold it somewhere for as long as you need to until you can believe it. You are beautiful and amazing right now. Your value does not increase as you heal because you are good right now. I just want you to believe that you are worthy of love and you are worthy of healing. You are strong, you are capable, and this journey will only come as fast as you're ready to handle it. You can do hard things and this hard thing will be worth it. You deserve the time and effort it effort it takes in order to heal your wounds and find the answers you're looking for. If your body or your thought process wanted to reject any of that, or if you felt weird about that statement, just breathe for a second. I want you to ponder why you didn't agree with the above statements. Then I want you to just accept that it's okay to feel that way. Feeling powerful and capable can come later, and I promise it will. Just for today, believe in the possibility that you deserve more than you've seen from the world so far. You do have to actualize this potential on your own. 
Nothing anyone else can do, say, or show you will allow you to see it until you decide to see it. You have to be able to accept the truth when it comes, and you have to decide that it's possible and that you deserve it. And then you also have to be willing to admit when you're wrong, because that is part of the process as well. Uh, sometimes feeling neutral about a topic is an, <laughs> is an improvement and a step towards feeling comfortable with the topic. If you get stuck, just stay with it for a while. Work towards feeling neutral. All of it happens in its own time. You just have to allow it. Half of this battle is just learning to allow things versus micromanage. Or possibly that's just my journey. So here is a quick little checklist for finding and processing limiting beliefs as a general sense of the practice. Nearly all of what we will do is, in one form or another, this checklist. Whether the step is accomplished through breathing for a few seconds or stating your intention to the universe, both work, both are fabulous. Um, I'm just the kind of person that likes checklists when I'm learning something new because it helps me see what I might be expecting next. If you're not a checklist person, don't worry about it. If you are, this is also on the Facebook group just so you know. So the first thing I want you to do is accept that you are worthy of love, comfort, compassion, success, and all the other stuff that makes uh, you feel all cheesy when people say it. The second thing is watch for where the patterns of thoughts and situations around you as well as your responses to them occur. Particularly the thoughts or things you experience that disprove any aspect of step one about either yourself or others. The third thing is ask yourself why. Ask why so many times that you annoy yourself or you find clarity. Whichever one comes Second. Yes, second. <laughs> uh, the fourth thing is, and now this can be the tricky part, you have to accept that these thought patterns could possibly be incorrect and in no way represent the truth you are now open to seeing. You just have to believe in more, or at least for today, just believe it'll be okay. The fifth thing is, it's really important not to fight the patterns. Don't get frustrated that they are still there. Just accept that they came up. Uh, is it a returning, a returning pattern you need to resolve? Is it a message? Just please remember that not always are our struggles our fault. I talk a lot about how our reality and circumstances are reflections of self. Uh, first off, even when it is, quote, our fault, it's not our fault because we're just doing the best that we can. But also, uh, sometimes you don't get what you want because it's not going to give you what you want in the long run. There is something better or there's something you need to do first in order to do well at this. Uh, sometimes we create our own obstacles and sometimes the universe is saying, no, just not this one. Uh, so you just have to trust the process and again, just kind of flow with it. Things will always start to make sense, once, uh, or at least a lot more sense, once you're not in the thick of the emotional tides anymore. So now that we have an idea of where the patterns are coming from, the sixth thing is that we want to find the root of where this is coming from. 
Why do you feel this way? What are you afraid of? Identifying what your thoughts uh, need to be replaced with. If you're not feeling good enough, demand that you're in fact good enough. Even if you don't believe it, even if it feels like the whole world is proving that you aren't, just scream it in your head. Repeat it until it sounds like a song. Accept the fact that you don't believe it. And one thing you need to surprise yourself and find that for at least a moment, your body can tolerate the idea. Neutrality is always better than destruction. Self-acceptance is better than self-hatred. Wherever you can start is better than not doing anything to continue on this journey. The seventh step is to understand and remind yourself that this journey is not linear and everyone backslides and has to pause and just take a breather sometimes. You just don't see this part in others' journeys because people tend to keep it to themselves in fear it'll make them look like a failure. Everyone reverts back from time to time. The trick is not to spiral into self-hatred. Just accept that you fell back into your comfortable old ways, but now you can refocus. Okay, so I always recommend starting a little notebook or journal with thoughts and experiences that you have even like a little notes app in your phone, when you ask uh, what it feels like in your body, where did you feel something? Your left leg, your intestines, your spine, lips, what did it feel like? Tingly, heavy, did it twitch? Did you think of anything or anyone you noted how it felt? Just write every thought that you can, even if you do practice and you don't feel anything, write that. Write that you didn't feel anything, and so then you felt silly. And note at what part did you first feel silly? Did you feel weird when you sat down to begin? Did you feel silly as you were directing energy? Why did you feel silly? Who in your life would have thought you were being silly right in that moment? Is this your opinion or theirs? And maybe you didn't feel silly, but you just kind of knew that you weren't going to feel anything. At what step did you start thinking that? Was it before you began? Or was it at the part when you had to take charge? And then when you just kind of did give up into defeat that you weren't going to feel anything, how did you feel in that moment? I just want you to write about everything. Just write every thought, experience, emotion in all of this. For every perceived failure in energy work is just a light being shown on where you need to heal more. If you can't connect to your body, you may need to accept that you're worthy of healing. Or maybe, maybe you need to release more emotions before your ego will let you feel that. Maybe you can feel the energy shift during the practice, but you get stuck on the part of actually releasing it. For me, I had to heal several lifetimes of being angry at whatever God I believed in in that particular in, <laughs> in that particular life. That was when all the practices that I was working on really just started to shift things. Before that moment, it was tiny slivers of change. After I released all this pent-up anger at the, quote, higher powers and released the guilt I had of not being worthy of their grace or whatever, I was really able to start understanding them. 
So I'm just here again to remind you that your journey is your own and you just have to be patient with yourself. As time goes on, when you find a block, you'll be able to dive in and figure it out in a couple of minutes or sometimes a couple of weeks, if I'm being honest. Uh, but for now, I just want you to find them. That's what uh, the beginning of this practice is just going to be. Just figure out how they feel and start trying out different methods of releasing them. See what kind of clicks for you personally. Record keeping of your journey may not actually be necessary, but you will likely notice patterns that you otherwise just simply wouldn't have, especially once we get into tracking all the energy cycles that our body and reality goes through. So uh, some good examples of things if you're not really been into journaling before, you can just have like a page dedicated to your inner child, a page dedicated to your inner teen, ego, shadow self. Uh, just start adding details about what you find. Just a short summary of what you either healed or learned about yourself or what you found you got stuck on. You could also just do this um, in a regular journal format where you just put the date at the top and you write whatever you want, whether that be a couple sentences or a couple of pages, and you just kind of keep track of it that way. Um, I kind of do a combination of many things and I switched up frequently because that's just kind of how my brain works. Um, I would also start writing down any of your dreams that you remember. Even if you aren't quite ready to start looking up what that means yet, uh, people always tell me that they only remember like one or two details, if at all, of their dream. But I can like promise that if you write those two details down every single time as soon as you wake up, pretty quickly, you'll start having very col colorful, memorable, and fairly long dreams that are often quite symbolic of whatever emotions that you're currently trying to process. And this aspect can be a really useful tool in this self-discovery process. Once you get a knack for researching and kind of understanding how to interpret the dreams, when you're struggling with something in life before bed, you can just say to have uh, the universe show you what you need to know uh, in your dreams that night, and then in the morning, get up and interpret it all and ponder that throughout your day, and you'll start noticing all these little synchronicities through your day that line up with the dream, and then all of a sudden it just kind of all makes sense. I will get into dreams a whole lot later, uh, but for now, if this interests you, I just highly recommend you Googling any detail about a dream that you remember. Was the room full of cupboards? Google dream meaning cupboards. Was the cupboard red? Also Google dream meaning of red. Every last tiny detail. Write it down on a separate page and then go through them and see how many dots you can connect to what was happening in your dream meaning, to what is happening in your life or in your mind. This also works as you're trying to interpret uh, different symbols and visions and things that you get from your spirit guides or your intuition. Um, if you don't understand what something is, try Googling the dream meaning or the spirit meaning of it because honestly, a lot of times that seems to coincide very nicely. But okay, I'll try not to uh, rant again. Back to the point. By documenting your journey, you allow yourself more opportunities to see the bigger picture. And when you look back as a wiser, more balanced person, 
you'll notice so many details in the way you thought about something or the way you worded it that messed it up or slowed it down. Or a clear message that you just were not ready to interpret yet. You learn so much more about yourself by seeing how far your thought process has come. Okay, now on to the body chart that I was previously talking about. For quite some time, people have tried to map out the body in terms of emotions and energy pathways. Every book, every website, they will all tell you a slightly different version of basically the same thing. And if I'm being honest, this royally pissed me off up until about a year ago. At the time, I was dead set on finding the protocol that could fix everything. And part of that was being able to correctly map the body in both what is physically there as well as energetically there, such as chakras, meridians, aura, inner child, etc. But to also map out exactly why we store what and where. At first, I tried to find an existing reliable chart for stored emotions, but everything was wrong on at least a few things. So one day I thought, well, I'm writing a book, why not just start mapping it myself? So I wrote out all the things that I had so far found in common with a lot of people, then added as I continued working with people uh, on my protocol and progress. It just kept getting longer and longer. Then I realized that you couldn't really map out the body because each person's energy methods were uniquely their own. Each person's energetic and biological makeup was so unique that the idea of being able to make a one-size-fits-all map was actually quite the ridiculous idea once I really started to think about it. So, I scaled my charts back to the basics and started using them as just uh, kind of a jumping off point. Just something to start the conversation. You have an emotion in your left foot. According to a chart, it's about emotionally moving forward in life. However, emotionally moving forward might just be something you live by, so all of your emotions start out here before being refiled somewhere else. Or maybe you just carry your financial struggles in that ankle because you broke it when you were eight and it really messed with your family's finances at the time, so you energetically took that on. Our energies are just not simple enough for a single chart. There does seem to be a general theme as to where people store their emotions, but it's slightly different to each person uh, and it just depends on how they interact with their body and their problems as they navigate the world. It's all about how they think of the problems and the emotions and why they stored it in the first place, as well as what other emotions or aspects of life it is attached to. It's kind of like an invisible spider web of emotions and rules throughout your entire body. So no wonder you kind of feel stuck and trapped sometimes. So some good examples of this is many charts would put money problems on people's shoulders because that is often related to responsibility. But it depends on your perception of money and what aspect of it your body decides to store. Do you feel you're failing at your financial responsibility to support your family? Yeah, then it is probably on your shoulder like most charts will put it on. But if you feel like money is always slowly slipping through your fingers, you just can't quite hold on to it, 
then your money issues are going to show up in your hands. If you feel that you're just like never able to make enough money to do what you want, then it's going to show up around your heart. It, see, if I can tell someone has a block in like the right hip uh, versus starting from scratch that it could just be any emotion from anywhere in their life, I can start exploring from the possibility that they probably have something they are repressing from either their masculine side, their third world side, or something they're uh, struggling to logically or structurally work through. If it's more in their upper hip, it's probably something they are dealing with current life events versus their lower hip, so like closer to their leg. It's probably something that they don't currently face, but is likely something that happened a long time ago, might even contribute to something that makes up who they are or how they view themselves, or it's acting out because the current struggle of theirs is mirroring this original emotion. This is the time uh, when you just kind of let your mind wander. Do you think of any specific person uh, or event, past, present, or future? When you think about what just came to mind, does it feel the same as your emotion? Along with thinking about each emotion differently, we also have to take into account that we, that we physically respond to emotions differently. When we're sad, for example, our shoulders might come forward and kind of sag down. We can think of the poetic reason that we're just trying to protect our heart, you know, just kind of closing our shoulders in around our heart. But realistically, we have so many muscles that pull us forward and down, like I think like 17 of them, that it makes sense that when we are low on energy, as we often are when we are sad, our shoulders droop forward since there's only like one that pulls them back. Um, what is initially simply just putting less energy into standing upright can turn into a habit of doing that anytime you feel sad, which just physically displays how the body part and the emotion can start to become entangled with each other. This is why for many people, a lot of these are similar, at least at the base of it, but as our muscles are all built nearly the same, but as we think differently and experience different things throughout our lives, it causes our energy body to vary from the base model, causing variations into how, where, and why we store the emotions that we do. See, like, a lot of people raise their shoulders up when they're stressed, but some people might resp respond by constantly moving, so would tap their foot when they have to, uh, like, wait for something. In both scenarios, that consistent muscle movement or posture changes the body and creates a quantum connection between those muscles and that feeling. So related feelings will likely also be stored here or at least connected here through that spider web I was talking about. When you become injured, if you are feeling any strong emotions or fears at that time, the body somewhat quantumly sews up your injury injury with that emotion. Now all related emotions might start organizing themselves here, which is why sometimes even minor injuries just never seem to quite be the same. So the next time that you're feeling a big emotion of any kind, I want you to just take a moment and notice how your body feels. Small discomfort in your low back, tingly sensation in your ears, is your jaw or anywhere else on your body just clenched and tightened? 
Next time you're feeling this emotion, do you feel it in the same place? What about the next time this person or situation causes another emotion in you? Is it in the same place? You can also do this with various illnesses from cold source to cancer. I don't have my own chart about this in particular because I haven't worked with them enough to truly form my own opinion. Uh, when I have worked with my own physical ailments, uh, the root cause of the issue matched what the internet told me pretty well. Um, at least for me, I found that when I was working with an issue that has physically manifested past physical discomfort, I had to release so many layers of barely relatable topics in order to uncover exactly what I was supposed to change about my energy in order to relieve the issue in its entirety. If the emotion has physically manifested either something you're feeling very uh, strong about or it's something that has been there for a while. And over time, your ego has just added more and more layers, which is basically stretching and twisting all your little quantum particles related to that area of the body and that area in your energy. It kind of makes sense it eventually starts showing up as a physical imbalance in the body as well. Initially, it was scientifically proven that the placebo effect could actually work as the actual work as well as the actual medication, which indicated that thought could heal the body. And at this point uh, in time, we know that on a quantum level, your intention and thought affects other molecules, and we know that the body is capable of healing itself entirely. We just don't have any scientific proof yet as to how. Whatever it is that you struggle with frequently, gallbladder issues, toe fungus, chronic shoulder pain, look it up the same as the emotions that you feel. Ponder what you find. You never know what you might learn about yourself, especially if you're, uh, you know, journaling throughout this process. Honestly, the chart can really be used for anything. You always seem to get pimples on the left lower lip. Does your right shin grow significantly more hair than the left with no known reason? Have you just like cut yourself on the same finger twice this year? No matter w what you do, can you not get your bicep muscles to grow? Very interesting. Look it all up as you notice things. Our spirit guides will often communicate with us by showing us things through our physical world and very, very often our physical bodies. And since all our bodies are different, there is no correct chart. I encourage you to check mine out on the Facebook group, but also check out other people's charts. You can just Google spiritual meaning of ankle pain or emotional meaning of ankle pain. There are also a ton of books on this topic as well as TikTok creators and things on YouTube. Uh, this series is kind of everywhere, so just start exploring and you'll find a bunch. Personally, I would recommend uh, just simply starting to make your own chart about your own body. Reference others, of course, but somewhere in your journal, have a chart where you can write down the emotions that you found where. Over time, you'll start to find a lot of patterns. And when you understand your own storage patterns, it's easier to understand what your energy body is reacting to at the moment. If you know that you personally show relationship issues in your right low back and money issues in your left shoulder blade, 
It's just easier to decode yourself uh, throughout your tougher days and identify where your stress is coming from, especially when you're having a tougher day and you're thinking much more through ego versus intuition. Sometimes shoulder pain is just shoulder pain, but honestly it usually starts as an emotion that doesn't want to be there anymore. Eventually you'll feel that difference, but in the beginning, you just have to kind of think your way through it. Look at the charts, think about your life, does anything resonate with your life or your view of life? When you stop to think about something as a possibility, did the pain get worse, better, or shift to a new spot? That's a sign that that's possibly the right answer, or at least on the right track. And if it does shift to a new spot, look uh, that spot up too. Think outside the box and see how your energy might be processing through both of these aspects. Our energy bodies are truly just very, very beautiful, complicated, and unique. The way that your chakras interact with each other, the way your aura flows, and the way you store emotions, this is all so very personal to you. How your spirit planned this life matched with how your ego cataloged the events along the way equals the you sitting here listening to me today. So just be patient with yourself as well as others in your story. Walk yourself through these emotions as if you're interacting with the 5-year-old version of you or the 14-year-old version of you. Remember that the reason that you stored these in the first place is because you didn't know what to do with them at the time. Through the practices that I'm going to share in the following few episodes will hopefully teach you how to do it, but also how to nurture yourself through it as well. When you say an affirmation out loud, I want you to really, really pay attention to how it feels and like what tone you take when you say it as well and where do you feel that emotion. That trigger of emotion illuminates a shadow and a hidden limiting belief. We accept these beliefs as fact because once upon a time in your situation, it was fact. So we keep seeing the proof of that everywhere we go. Like when you're looking for yellow cars and suddenly you see them all the time. Look for a proof the world is a place of lacking and that is all that you're going to find. Look for proof that the world is full of assholes and that is all that you will find. I once was stuck on being annoyed that everywhere I went there was at least one person that was a dick to myself or someone else. And I never really thought about how I'd interact with a hundred people that day. And even if one of them was rude, it confirmed that in fact assholes were everywhere and I would continue to carry this thought. But as soon as it kind of switched, I don't really run into very many assholes anymore, which I just find kind of interesting. Okay. So about affirmations, just to kind of point this out, so I'm going to say some phrases and I just want you to notice how each one makes you feel and makes your body react in some way. Or for funsies, record yourself saying them because as I learned that you can tell a lot about your opinion by the tone in your voice, please don't judge the tone in my voice, I've said them 300 million times at this point. Okay, you really don't have to say them out loud. But I highly, highly recommend at least whispering them audibly. I am smart. I am lovable. I am enough. 
I am supported. I am safe. I am strong. I am capable. I am worthy. I am powerful. All of my feelings are valid. You can use affirmations as a way of, you know, like repeating them and kind of putting that kind of vibe into reality. But you can also uh, just state them, notice how you feel, notice how you reacted. By noting which one of these felt like a lie or made you feel like an imposter for saying it, you can ponder if this is something that you find you feel often. Is this a reoccurring theme in your life? Is this a limiting belief that you have? Can you remember the first time you struggled with this? Do you remember approximately what age were you? Somewhere in this life or a previous one, you started a file in your soul that says what is true and what is not true about you. Throughout your life, this file changes. But sometimes we just confirm it with what we see in this world around us, and this file gets bigger and bigger. And each new life, we perfectly set up our life to experience this again and again until we process it out of our system. Okay, the next episode uh, will hopefully not be too long as it will just be a practice to kind of start feeling the energy in your body. I genuinely thank you so much for listening to all of my thoughts today. I'm going to get the next one recorded and up as soon as I can.